Blog Talk Radio. Show. I'm your host, Barbara Tahuti Wesley Grace, speaking to you live this Sunday evening, which is uh, October 6, 2013. I'm delighted again to have you joining us this evening, and I do appreciate you taking your time out of your uh, Sunday evening to share your energy with us. Again, um, we are delighted to be able to share with you books and writings and invited guests who we think would be of interest to you in terms of the grassroots holistic health experience and those of us, especially from the African diaspora. Uh, As I begin always, I give homage and and praise to the One Most High, to our ancestors, to my family, my siblings, my mother-in-law, my lovely wife, and all of you who are friends of mine uh, throughout the uh, community of the cyber world, uh, social networking communities, as well as those of you who have been my uh, physical friends uh, from years uh, long, long past. So, again, um, I appreciate you sharing your time with you. And without any further ado, uh, the subject of our uh, show this evening is uh, about the experience that I had uh, some 10 years ago this week at the African Borough Grounds located in New York City in the Wall Street area. It was uh, October 5th, actually the 4th of October in the year of uh, 2010 that I was privileged and honored to be part of a procession of drummers who actually 
actually welcomed the remains of uh, the uh, from the African uh, burial ground when they were sent to Howard University, and uh, quite a few of uh, celebrities and dignitaries and educators and community activists, um, ministers, and people of uh, spiritual uh, leadership and political leaders, just a host of people from throughout the community um, of New York City and around the country and the world, indeed, participated in this, um, in this momentous historical occasion. And, again, I was honored to be part of that. And I didn't know how uh, emotional uh, I would become from that experience. It was um, uh, quite an experience in terms of this being a drummer. And mind you, I'm, you know, an an average drummer, um, self-taught for the most part, but I've had the pleasure of playing with the likes of uh, uh, Baba Chief Bay and, and indeed, uh, Baba uh, Michael Patrice Alatunji. Um, I've played with him at a number, at a couple of funerals of mutual friends of ours. Uh, the first experience with that was at the um, uh, the House of the Lord, um, led by the Honorable the Reverend um, uh, Dortry. and it was quite an experience for me to be able to perform. Uh, next to uh, Baba Alatunji, because it was his album, uh, Drums of Passion, that had a great influence, a profound influence upon me uh, as a drummer. At that time, I was learning the piano, and, and, and on my own privately uh, instructions, and then in school, I was I'd uh, played the clarinet and then transferred to the trumpet. Um, and my um, friend and at the time, he was a counselor of mine in a place called Whittycrest, which I'll do a show on that in the future and hopefully interview um, uh, the likes of the brothers that I grew up with, such as Brother James Blake Takbir Muhammad, who uh, is a professor at, uh, at uh, I believe it's, it's uh, City College. And he was the one who actually um, shared Drums of Passion with me. And at that point, that was the beginning of me recognizing that I had African roots, Un- unlike the uh, information that I had received uh, earlier, before then, that indeed Africa was a remote place of people who did not really understand who I was as an African man or my brothers and sisters who lived with me here in the United States. And then indeed we had a connection. So. Without going more into that particular thought, um, it was, as I mentioned, 10 years ago that the first of the mahogany boxes loaded into a hearse-drawn hearse, a horse-drawn hearse that held the centuries-old remains of a man officially designated as burial number 101. And that um, uh, uh, man, the remains, was named, nicknamed, Mr. Sankofa, and of course those of us know uh, in the community of the African uh, uh, awareness group that indeed Sankofa represents the expression, look to the past to inform the future. So 
as Michael Daly, who is the uh, uh, writer for the uh, Daily News, he um, and his photographer actually took pictures of, of the ceremony, and I happened to be included, uh, photographer Greg Raga, um, uh, took a picture of some brothers who were Freemasons, and I happened to be drumming alongside them and, and was featured in uh, the New York Daily News that Sunday following the interment ceremony. Uh, that was October 5th of 2010. And, and Michael states that the remains of the 101st of the 419 total to be reinterred uh, after the excavation crew happened upon the African burial ground, and that was the site of a new federal building in the downtown Manhattan area some 12 years prior to that. And the nickname derives from, as I mentioned earlier, a symbol formed with 92 iron tacks that were embedded in the coffin lid. And this self-embracing heart was an African symbol known as Sankofa. The meaning was a message that lay buried and forgotten for more than two centuries. So that was what was embedded in the coffin that was uh, containing Mr. Sankofa. And the symbol and its accompanying message had been carved into the wooden box as Mr. Sankofa returned to the city on the Friday morning after a dozen years of being, being observed and studied at Howard University. Mr. Sankofa and the remains of three others were, uh, being, had been taken on a multi-city tour before arriving by boat at the foot of Wall Street, once the site of the city's slave market. And that's another show that I will be doing, as a matter of fact. Um, I look forward to uh, visiting that area of Wall Street and, and doing research in that area. Um, he goes on to state that the pallbearers who bore Mr. Sankofa to the black horse-grown hearse included two retired New York City detectives, one by the name of Clifton Hollinsworth and the other Graham Witherspoon. And the box was a quarter the size of a standard coffin, and it was joined by three others containing the remains of a woman and two children, a boy and a girl. A small band struck up just a closer walk with thee and led the way up Wall Street. The hearse followed with Hollinsworth and Witherspoon walking solemnly on either side of the two black horses. And beside, behind them came four horse-drawn wagons bearing neatly packed and stacked boxes holding the 415 other remains that were to be reinterred. At Water Street, the, cart, the, the um, gathering turned right and then left again into Pine Street, and the clip-clop of the hooves echoed in a dark, narrow lane as the procession passed Federal Hall where the Bill of Rights was ratified. Conditions that kill, he goes on to say, the slaves who had perished with no rights at all included Beryl, 1939, who died at six years of age before the bones could easily be classified by gender. Circular fractures of the neck, bones, and enlarged muscle attachments indicate the child was forced to carry unconscionable burdens as a slave. Premature closure of the sutures in the skull, in the skull were likely due to ferrying heavy loads on the head. And the teeth and the pitting of the eyes orbits suggest infections, malnourishment, 
and serious anemia. The chief anthropologist's conclusion was living under conditions that ultimately killed him. In barrel number 39, Mr. Sankofa and the others were now bones to the top of the Pine Street and onto Broadway by Trinity Church, which was reported to have been built by slaves. Hollingsworth and Weatherspoon still walked as a kind of honor guard, striding evenly in polished black shoes, black suits, white shirts, and precisely knotted ties. And may I, I may add that both Hollingsworth and Witherspoon both um, had locks in terms of their hair being um, uh, in a very natural, long, seemingly braided style known as locks. So these were unique um, former detectives that uh, were honor guards of this particular procession. And it goes on to, he goes on to state that uh, the moment needed no ticker tape because proof of that was in the tears that welled up in the eyes of those around him. All the heroes who have been honored, says uh, um, Hollingsworth uh, on Broadway, now all of these years for the bones of our ancestors to be honored that way. It really feels like the canon of heroes, Hollingsworth said then, as a procession reached Liberty Street and the band and the sound of horses caused tourists to turn from the sun-splashed void of the World Trade Center. And the brass tacks that were formed by the band and old age less than Mr. Sankofi's um, coffin lit up and they happened to have been stored in the African Bureau facility at the Sixth World Trade Center. The horse-drawn hearse turned onto Duane Street and three or four boxes were removed. The fourth was Mr. Sankofa. He was in front of the compartment beyond even Hollingsworth's long reach. And Hollingsworth somehow managed to maintain perfect dignity as he clambered inside all fours. His white gloved hands gently brought the box with him as he backed out. And he and Weatherspoon and others then carried Mr. Sankofa and the three others into 290 Broadway, the 34-story federal building whose footprint had been the resting place for Sankofa and the others. Hollingsworth goes on to say that I didn't think there are any coincidences in life, and now I'm sure that that's the case. And I have something to share with you as well, myself, um, speaking to you as Barbara Westley, that um, Mr. Hollingsworth and I first met each other uh, back in the year of 1989, I believe it might have been. And uh, I had lived on his block. We were neighbors. And at that time, I was uh, selling uh, plants and flowers from my station wagon. And I was contemplating opening up a flower shop. And one day, Hollingsworth approached me, and this was long before he even thought about becoming a policeman, but he wanted to know if I would sell him a plant. And indeed, I sold him a plant, and I happened to have ran into him uh, a couple of weeks ago at a primary um, voting uh, event in our neighborhood. And he was just amazed to see me as, as well as myself, and he told me that he still had um, a plant that I had sold him, part of that plant that I sold him back then. So needless to say, I felt as if the ancestors, our guardians and our angels, uh, still always play a hand in terms of who we meet and how we regroup with one another in our life's journey. 
And the drumming that I experienced during that time was so intense. It was quite an, quite an experience of me drumming with uh, those who I would dare to say would be classified as master drummers who inspired me to learn more of the significant rhythms that were being played during that uh, period. It was a memorable occasion, and um, I have pictures of myself that I would be posting on my website. And as a matter of fact, if you go to my blog talk radio show site, you will see pictures uh, of us uh, performing at the African Borough Ground on that day. I must also share with you that, um, again, as we know, there, there are no accidents. At least my wife and I embraced that particular adage that um, as I'm coming out of the subway um, a few weeks ago, who do I see but my brother, uh, Brother Milton Alamadi, who was the owner of Black Star News. And I had the pleasure of, of meeting him um, about 10 years ago and, and being invited by him to write a couple of articles for his newspaper. And indeed, I'm about to do some writing again for his paper as well as a paper that he helped to create called the um, guerrilla journalism. Um, I believe that's the name, guerrilla journalism or guerrilla journal. And as I run into him, it happens to be in Brooklyn and at a train station on Utica and Fulton Street. And he, he and I exchanged pleasantries, and he invited me to come with him to a, uh, a writer's workshop and also meeting with some writers and editors of the Guerrilla Journal. And lo and behold, it so happens to be the destination is at a venue which is called Sankofa Academy. So I smiled, and we didn't have time to really uh, elaborate about why I was so excited uh, because we were talking about various things, and um, I'm sure that you will be interested to know uh, of this show this evening and the fact that I had mentioned that occurrence, uh, which was such a moment of synchronicity. Um, and so I came with him. He invited me, and I had met uh, the director of uh, Sankofa Academy, Academy uh, Mrs. Ali McLean. And uh, she um, really was a very um, kind and gracious and, and very dynamic uh, queen sister who I had the pleasure of seeing on uh, our late, uh, the beloved, great Gil Noble on his show, Like It Is. As a matter of fact, I think she was a guest with, uh, with Milton, and uh, she shared with everyone uh, what she was doing, what she has been doing uh, at the uh, academy, at Sankofa Academy. It just so happens that I had read an article not too long ago uh, that Sankofa International Academy, which is located in the heart of Bedford-Stuyvesant, a community with a black, uh, uh, well, actually a bleak educational forecast amongst us of African descent. Uh, many students are failing and schools are closing. And I must add that Sankofa is across the street from Boys and Girls High School. And I happen to uh, have the pleasure of meeting the principal uh, there um, and they were invited by the, uh, a community of the Gullah. Uh, it was the 27th Annual Gullah Festival. So I share all this to say how it seems as if the ancestors are working through us 
in terms of hooking those who are necessary to meet with one another and to work with one another. And as I read from the article, uh, there were students, eight students ranging from the age of 8 to 14, uh, were invited to South Carolina to perform at the opening ceremony of the 27th Annual Gullah Festival. So I'm looking forward to talking to her and interviewing her and find out, uh, finding out about the experience that they had as they performed at the, this uh, Gullah Festival. And those of you who may not know, uh, in South Carolina, the, the Gullah people, they have maintained connections with the African experience, with the African tradition, even speaking in a dialect, which is called uh, uh, a Gullah dialect, uh, even to the point that I understand that even James Brown, uh, the grandfather of soul, he maintained his Gullah dialect. So throughout the thread, throughout the mosaic, uh, connection of our history. Indeed, here in New York City, there's a lot to be shared amongst us as adults, amongst us as elders, and of course, indeed, uh, amongst our children. It behooves us to learn as much as we can about this rich history. I would be um, remiss if I didn't acknowledge the fact that my, my wife is in the, the studio, and, and uh, she might want to just say hello to everyone because the show is about to end very soon. And would you like to say hello to the listening audience, hon? Namaste, everyone. Yes, yeah, so you had the pleasure, I'm sure, of hearing me say a few things about the uh, the celebration of the African burial grounds. And um, we're looking forward to uh, talking more about the um, experience of the African burial grounds. And I think how... I would like to inspire, especially those of us who are, live here in New York City and those of us who visit New York City, to understand that it behooves us to go to visit the borough grounds and, indeed, most of all, to bring our children. Wouldn't you agree, hon? I would suggest that anyone who can get to the African burial ground um, at some point, please try to visit it. It's a very powerful Place, the energy at the African burial ground is so high that I am not really capable of describing it. Um, I don't want to say too much about my personal experience with the energy because I want you to have your own experience, and I don't want to. Um, I don't want to suggest you might feel this, or you might feel that. I don't want to do that. Okay, but once you've gone there feel free to contact us, and I'll be glad to talk with you about my experience, but I want you to have your own experience first. That's the best that I can say. And all I'll, all I'll say, you know, again, I'll be just um, in, um, in repeating this, the African burial ground has energy that is so high that I'm not able to describe it. Mm. Yes. Words won't do it justice. You have to go there and feel the energy. Oh, yes, yes, indeed. Uh, the energy, as she was mentioning, is... Just so profound. Um, I've gone there a few times by myself and just had a connection that is beyond words in terms of our ancestors um, who were part of the building of New York City, part of the industrial um, growth of New York City, if not even the, the whole country. Um, so I cannot emphasize enough uh, how uh, not it's just not the burial ground they have inside the federal building a museum 
And I will be posting on Facebook and other uh, social media uh, my experience of uh, visiting the museum. And um, it, it's just an educational piece for people of all ages. But I think that part of the solution in our community in terms of uh, influencing our children so that indeed this the definition of, uh, of Sankofa, uh, looking into the past to see the future, is something that I think that we, many of us have been remiss in terms of sharing with our youth and amongst ourselves our rich past and the history, the her story, the our story, if you need, um, so that indeed we can understand who we are today and where, how we wind up being in the position that we are today so that we can move forward uh, with faith and, and courage and optimism. I, I'm an optimist by nature, and it is my summation that, and, that um, the, the Most High and the ancestors, as they witness us making uh, efforts to be righteous, to do the right thing, uh, to observe the principles, may that be the principles of Ma'at, uh, the, the Ten Commandments, um, whatever your orientation may be, just even in terms of codes of ethics, if we follow these principles, and then those of us who are of African descent, if we dovetail those principles with African principalities that proved to have been throughout the ages for uh, hundreds if not thousands of years to have been uh, the benchmark of us being a culture, a, a, a segment of people who indeed, as we understand, that uh, this, the... the um, the world, everything started in Africa. You know, the history of the world, the genesis is in Africa. So all of the sciences can be traced back to the motherland of Africa. And least of all, the spiritual principles, principles of, of high self-esteem and, and high self-orientation as opposed to low self-esteem and lower self-orientation. All of this will be slowly but surely removed from our psychic and from our community as we relate to the truth. And the truth, one of the main truths here in New York City is understanding the slave trade, understanding the experiences that our ancestors had to go through in terms of being brought here as slaves. So, again, I thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I'd like to share with you my website, which is www.drumsofchange.com. And at that site, you will be able to purchase drums for the home. It is my intention that all, that every African household, people of African descent, have a drum in the household and a designated drummer. And, um, again, you go to my site, you will see a drum store as well as a bookstore. All the books that I review on my show can be purchased at my website. The other site I'd like to recommend that you visit would be the uh, WideWorldHealthAndWealthMovement.com. And at that site, I have health products, about 10 health products that you will find to be very beneficial to your well-being. The number one product, the uh, flagship product, is Fovia. And Fovia is a product that that has uh, minerals. Uh, we have a, a, a revelation that many of us are not really sufficiently 
um, uh, supplied with the nutrients, nutrients and uh, nutritional uh, elements that are needed for a healthy body. And minerals happens to be one of them, along with uh, enzymes and, and, and other uh, aspects of what we should be taking in our body on a day-to-day -day basis. So go to that site, and I'm sure that you're going to be pleasantly surprised uh, with the rich information that's, that's contained there. And, of course, uh, get back to me with any questions that you may have. So, again, this is Barbara uh, Wesley Dehudi Gray speaking to you live from New York City, and I welcome you again to visit our show every Sunday evening at 6.30 on your dial. So I bid you farewell, and before I end the show as I do always, I bear homage to the One Most High and to our ancestors, to my family, to my siblings, to my wife, and to all of you, I bid you Assalamu alaikum, shalom, peace and blessings, otep, namaste, and have a blessed and prosperous week. <laughs>